Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Hannah. Greetings and salutations. I'm Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked. Kyle. Hola, bonjour, hello. This is Kyle. I play Alvin the Monster. <laughs> I'm starting a monster. <laughs> and Tio. Greetings. <laughs> I am Tio. I play Constance, the expert. Expertly. We've got good vibes coming in for you this episode. Last time, we opened on the penultimate day before the VR unveiling. After a cabal hit piece on Alvin and Sarah in the Firmament Daily Herald, the three of you regrouped with the Daylight Society to evaluate your options. And settled on a pretty wild plan of attack. <laughs> Feeling the heat at home, Alvin returned to Otherware with Sarah and Mr. Blue to reconnect with Morgana Le Fay. You entered into an urban metropolis of a theater and met a contact of Mr. Blue's, <laughs> Sky, who informed you that Otherware had recently come under new management. A season's change meant the reign of the Winter Court had arrived. From there, you entered the door to Avalon, now blanketed in snow, and were greeted by the kindred moon and a frostbitten green knight. She condemned both your incursion into the realm and the imbalance of power in Otherware, claiming that the Winter Court would free her kind from humanity's grasp. Boo! As the situation came to blows, newly transformed Grizzly Bear Sarah and Mr. Blue cleared a path for you to reach the Sycamore. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the studio, Constance and JR were working on a somehow even more half-baked scheme. I With no time for research or preparation, the only way the two of you could devise to reach Constance's boonie was to temporarily kill Constance, allowing her soul to reach the hereafter before being yanked back to Earth by J.R. and Pax. Wee! After an is- <laughs> someone's like shouting weeb? In the t- that was me coming back! Yep. Yep. Keeping it real. Yeah, I Keeping was it Oh my god, this energy is so extra tonight. <laughs> After an assistance from Constance's last luck point, the first part went off without a hitch. You reached the hereafter to find your boonie standing just beyond the gleaming silver gates. After an abbreviated catch-up, she shared that Magdalena had recently forged a similar connection to the bond the two of you share, one that would allow her and the Cabal to access the hereafter. Her knowledge of the plane itself was limited, however, because she had not yet entered, remaining just outside the gates to help guide you. Mm. This led to some disagreement between the two of you. Now, how did that second part go again? Oh, yeah. That's a ten. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Girls coming home. We're gonna pick up right there in the studio. Jr. and Pax, you are leaned over Constance's lifeless body, pumping both magic and, I believe, the electricity from the stun baton into her. And for several seconds, it is tense and quiet as nothing happens. And then abruptly, Constance sits bolt upright in the bed. <gasps> oh shit. Welcome back. <sighs> and Constance, now that you are back in the realm of the living, go ahead and heal back to whatever harm you were at before you launched this this caper of yours, this wild endeavor. I'm down to three. All right. I hold out one hand to high five Pax and the other hand to high five Constance. You do a high five triumvirate. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, that was perfectly timed. And unlike yes. every time it happens in real life, all three of your high fives line up perfectly. Perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect yes. slap. Yep. You get that really crisp, like precision. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So, Constance, how was it being dead? Well, we'll get into that later. Uh, actually, I have a really good idea for a picture book about it. But right now, we've got a lot of work to do. My mom is going to fuck us. Okay. Well, uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Do you have possibly some information that would help us lessen the fucking over? I was going to say lessen the fucking, but (laughs) no, not that. (laughs) Oh, we're going to fuck her shit up first. Basically, my mom has gotten the same tattoo that I have which in normal circumstances would be disturbing, but in this case is even worse because she did it so that she can connect to the hereafter, just like I do with my boonie. Okay, so your mom copied your tattoo, which, by the way, is, like, fucking rude. Like, that's- <laughs> again, in normal circumstances, it's alarming, and this is so even rude. worse because she can connect to the hereafter with it. So I'm gonna go destroy my mom's tattoo. Okay, well. uh, And then do the same to mine. Oh boy, okay. Well, I will let you know, as the the criminal in the group, or perhaps the criminaliest criminal, that is uh, gonna earn you an assault and battery charge, probably. I think we're well beyond the concerns of um, human criminal justice systems here. Pretty sure my mom, as part of the cabal, is not going to turn me in for scratching up her tattoo. Assuming we can make it happen. So our plan is to attack your mother. Okay. Cool. Love it. Uh, I will handle my mother. You will attack your mother. I don't want to get anyone else involved in this. It's my family. Just a little bit of context for you all. It is, uh, it's late afternoon, early evening at this point. So you have some time, but not a lot left in, in the day here if you want to tackle anything before the big day arrives. From a strategy perspective, I'm not sure if it's smarter for me to cut her off at the pass now and then tip her off that I know or do it tomorrow, but risk the fact that, like, there's no do-overs. <laughs> I don't know, gang. What What do you all think we should be doing right now? We have a couple of different moving pieces. You know, we talked about the heist. I think that's probably off the table. I'm very sad, personally, both me as a player and JR. That's okay. That's okay. We all have our crosses to bear. I don't know. Part of me wants to go in there like guns blazing, both literal and magical, and just, like, Fuck some shit up, cause I'm I'm still mad about Stony. Did we decide that we think that the launch is actually the cover for them to just have enough people there, and that yeah, what they need is to be in the lab because that's where the seal is, and they need to have their people set up across the seal, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I feel like Alvin, you know, Alvin, uh, we're we don't pay enough Alvin attention when you talk. La, 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 oh, that's la, la. right. I'm Alvin in is in the middle of otherwhere. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Well, you know what? No, hold on. Alvin, do you hold on? Where is Alvin? Pax kind of looks left and and right and looks at you, Constance, and looks at you, Jr. And it's like, um, Alvin went to otherwhere several hours ago. Uh, oh, 
Right. You were there with Mr. Blue. It was a conversation with everyone. Yeah. I believe. You know, don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. It happens, okay? There's a lot of us. You did die. That is a pretty good excuse. Let's, yeah, let's cut Gonsons a little bit of slack. And I like kind of like do an aside to JR. I'm like, I definitely always forget where Alvin goes. Oh, I feel okay. so bad Sometimes about it. I do too. It's okay. I know. Okay. He's oh. doing important stuff. I know, and he's a really valued member of our team, and I feel really yeah. bad about it because, like, it's not the team about Alvin, but yeah. Alvin, you find yourself standing in the misty repose, this single hill rising up above. Well, it used to be rising up above a sea of fog. Now it seems like it's caught in the midst of it. You can scarcely see up ahead of you the sycamore tree and the two familiar figures, the ethereally beautiful Morgana Le Fay sitting up against the trunk and resting against her lap the mortally wounded Arthur. I cautiously approach. I think as you draw a bit closer and this scene comes into view, and you assume you begin to appear more clearly to Morgana, she looks up, a bit surprised, stares at you vacantly for a moment, and says, Guardian. Give a little wave. How long has it been, Guardian? For us... Not that long at all. Things have moved pretty quickly out there. Yes. Time is strange here. I kind of like wave through some of the the fog and ask, so what's what's going down here? There's a new government in place or something? How are you doing? She looks a bit confused. She sort of glances around a little bit. Like, she doesn't quite know where she is. Uh, And then looks down at Arthur and looks a bit surprised. And then you get the sense that that kind of resets her a little bit. Or grounds her. And then she looks back up at you and says, I am tired, Guardian. Very tired. That makes a lot of sense. You've been working hard here. Seems like you've been having, you have some, do you have some trouble with your memory? Perhaps it's difficult to say. It seems foggy in here. Um, so I've come, unfortunately, to ask some questions, though if I can be of any assistance, please let me know. There's a contingency out in the mortal world who have plans to break the seals that hold back magic. Would be calamitous. I agree. If magic were to be set free. That's what I've been saying. Unfortunately, we don't exactly know what their plan is. And part of that is it is difficult to make guesses on what they might need to do because we don't know how one would go about breaking the seals. Say if you wanted to break the seals that held back magic, what would be kind of the key things that you would need to accomplish that? She considers this for a moment. And as she does so, looks down and strokes Arthur's hair. And then, after several seconds, looks back up at you and says, The seals were not made to be broken. No failsafe was designed. Not intentionally, anyway. 
So we don't know what... They're being very novel in their attempt, I suppose. But if one were to contrive such a method, if one were to devise some means of doing so, three things would be needed. You would need a great deal of magical power, a conduit through which it could be channeled, and an immensely talented sorcerer. Does such a practitioner exist here and otherwhere? No. No kindred could bend the will of magic that way. It could only be a human. Humans. That's very helpful. Thank you, Morgana. There are forces here and otherwhere that appear to be aligned with this cabal in the mortal realm. I suspect that might be partly the reason for some of the disruption here in your theater. Though, it could also be the complete takeover of the plane of memory that has also occurred. Okay, I'm dropping a lot of... There's some bad news happening. The situation seems to have worsened since our last conversation. Yeah. It's going to take a hell of a shot to get this sorted out. I don't suppose... And forgive me for asking further questions. I don't suppose you know Anansi or of his realm. I know of him. And the plane of memory. We never met, but I reveled in his stories. Like many did. We've learned there's a connection with the plane of memory and the mortal realm. Is there such connection with otherware as well? There should be no connection between the plane of memory and the mortal realm. It was sealed. Right. Some time ago. Well, okay, so extra bit of bad news. That's broken also. So it seems they're ticking their way through opening up gateways between planes that were never intended to be opened. They've opened up the plane of memory. They've inserted some sort of tentacled monster that is currently running the place. We have suspicions there's something going on with the hereafter. We're currently investigating that. And I mean, there's plenty of openings to otherwhere. The seals seem to be the last one, the biggest prize of the cabal. If... This cabal that you speak of has access to otherwhere and the plane of memory and the hereafter. That would be enough magical power, enough raw energy yeah. to accomplish what they seek. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Do the kindred here believe in you? Do they follow you? You mentioned Anansi and his stories. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the tale of Atlas? No. I have read one before. Atlas carried the world upon his shoulder. Such is my burden. Yeah. Of course they believe in me. But no more do I have influence over them but to shake the whole world. Well, it might need a little rocking. She looks a bit pointed at you at this point. What would you have me do, Guardian? Tear down this sanctuary that I have built? Not destroy it. Maybe just close the door. Guardian, I think you fail to grasp my role. I cannot close the doors. I cannot direct my kindred. I can only support them. 
or not? Yeah, he doesn't want... I'm not... I don't think Alvin is... Would ever ask for the life support of this whole world to turn off. <laughs> not only does that sound like it kills a whole bunch of kindred, but also is a, a betrayal to Mr. Blue who brought him here. So I want to say, well, I thank you deeply for sharing your knowledge with me. I do appreciate our, our little chats and seeing what, what's here that's worth protecting as a guardian, as you as you put it, I suppose. I am sorry that I cannot do more, guardian. Is there anything that you would need of me out there? Need me to bring a bag of chips or... There's been like chips. so many movies and there's some good books I hear. I think she laughs for the first time <laughs> since you've arrived. No. Guardian, all I need is for you to do what you were born to do. And if you can see to guide my kindred back to a more noble path, I would be forever in your debt. Yeah, I mean, I'll do my best. They've got that green knight out there is pretty nasty. Gawain, mm -hmm. I can feel the cold anger in him. I connected with him briefly the last time we were here, but he seems more distant now. Yes. I am afraid so. Alright. Guardian, have you sought the others? The sealers? Yes. I don't know if they are even still alive. I know not of most, but I believe there is one still. The kindred? Yes. What is their name? They have gone by many, but I always knew them as the Contrarian. Yeah. Unbowed and prideful mm -hmm. in the face of unknown calamity. Uh, I know this one. The few others that know him, however, I believe know him as the Montebank. <gasps> we've, we've met. This is a wonderful revelation. Thank you. You are most welcome. Alvin's fists kind of clench a little bit. If you see him, please give him my best. It has been some time. He's trying to get back in here, by the way. I wondered if he might someday. Why was he kicked out? He was never kicked out. He refused to join. Ah, the beginning of it all. Yes. He believed that humanity's faults stemmed from magic and its influence. That humanity and the supernatural could live side by side in its absence. He committed himself to the ceiling, even as most of my kindred sought refuge here, and refused to leave mundane earth when it was done. I believe his words for us were cowards, but those were words from a place of fear, not hate. So we're to believe that the Contrarian changed his mind? It has been some time since he and I spoke, but perhaps the world was not as kind to him as he thought it would be. Sounds right. There may be others, but he might be able to provide you with some assistance. 
Yeah, that's that's a wonderful lead. Thank you, Morgana. You are welcome, Guardian. Now, I don't know. I mean, you said time acts weird, but I don't suspect I have much more time here before my sister and friend outside are in real trouble. I do sense we are running low. Yeah, I will bid you adieu, and hopefully we will see each other again under better circumstances. I certainly hope so. Good luck, Guardian. You too. And she smiles as the mist closes in around you, and everything fades away. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 55 of Monster Hour. The real monster is that it is our two-year anniversary, and we totally forgot about it. Uh, We have all been super busy in our daily lives, so we don't have any big celebrations or announcements this year. Instead, I will just offer a sincere and heartfelt thank you on behalf of the entire crew for taking the time to listen to our spooky little dice pod. The four of us love playing games together, but it has been a truly special experience to be able to share the story with you all and hear how much you enjoy it. We launched our Discord last year, and that's grown into such an amazing community. We started doing awesome collaborations with other creators for our Patreon. A big shout out to our newest patron, GT. And we've cruised past 40,000 downloads, more than quadruple where we were at last year. This next year is going to be a big one. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that we are uh, drawing close to the end of this campaign here. And while we're not ready to announce what's next just yet, rest assured that we are not going anywhere. And we hope that you won't either. Our spooky spotlight this week is Trials of the Apocalypse, an actual play anthology of short powered by the Apocalypse campaigns with a rotating cast. Greetings from Trials of the Apocalypse. Trials of the Apocalypse is an actual play podcast telling one-shot stories in a variety of Powered by the Apocalypse games, rotating players and systems each time. More and more with every new arc, we tightly edit and master our audio, injecting it full of music and sound effects to immerse you in the story. Our stories are full of badass characters. Now he's just a guy. Yes. I'm a small gang. You are. Oh, oh no. Yes. <laughs> I don't rinse the shotgun from oh, his hand. Oh, you cut his arm off. I take his hand. Complicated relationships. Go kill a man for mommy. Hmm? It wouldn't be the first time. Would be on and this it continent. won't be the last. Would it be the first time on this continent? Does Iceland count as Europe or North? It's, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. We have a job to do. And lots of friends having fun. I don't know if you could hear my popping in the mic, but... A little bit. That was my bones. I'm trying to get into the oh. spirit of ghost lines. But are you removing your bones? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to become closer to a ghost? Every arc is independent from the others, so you can go back and listen to previous games in any order. Or come and join us for our newest, playing Brindlewood Bay, a story of three older retired women who while solving murder mysteries in their sleepy bayside town, begin to uncover a dark cult which underpins them. Find us in your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Trials of the Apocalypse. See you there. That's all I've got for you this week, folks. We'll be back with episode 56 of Monster Hour on August 17th. See you then. Constance and JR. It is the waning hours of the day before the VR unveiling. Is there anything 
now that you have realized that uh, Alvin is out of town, uh, is there anything <laughs> that you would uh, like to do before the big day? Yes. We have conferred. And we have <laughs> only con- conferred what we're doing the big day. Do we need to do prep work? I believe so. We are splitting the party into two teams. Okay. Which may be our downfall. Team one is going to be sneaking in that lab and presumably stopping what I am now just going to call the seance, even though that's not what it is. The ritual, whatever, whatever the you want to call it. The ritual. The, the ritual. The ritual is probably yeah. closer. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Although your mom's going to be contacting the hereafter, so seance isn't wrong either. It's just not all-encompassing. The yeah. seance yes. is part of the ritual. It's part of the ritual. It's, it's yes. a ritualistic <laughs> experimental seance. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's about it. You've got it. <laughs> now available from Apple. Um, yes. And then the second team is going to be essentially trying to sabotage the launch for multiple reasons. One, because it's probably something that we should still try to do. And two... If if they're making a big fuss upstairs, maybe it throws the cabal off in terms of what we have planned. So first of all, I know that Constance's like her lair now has an infirmary. Yes. So I think getting us all healed up would be good. I'm also wondering, I do have both a revolver and a hunting rifle, and I'm certainly sure that we could scare up some other weapons. So oh, I think yeah. we want to pool our weaponry. See what we've got, see what all we can give a little oomph or enchant, and uh, then, yeah, and see if Pax is, has any insight or can add any magic to that. I don't know if they have, like, a day before the big magic thing meditation app on their phone that they would like to share, <laughs> or maybe it's we just make sure we got lots of fiber so that when we go into this, we're not peckish. I mean, I know how much you like us getting snacks, but, like, snack run... <laughs> Probably not appropriate in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of my thinking is like general preparedness with an eye towards going on the offensive as much as we can. Cool. Also, I have an armory as well, just as a reminder. So we have an infirmary we're and an armory. We're raiding it. Yes. It's going to be a closet by the time we're done. Is there anything specific from your armory that you are looking for? Ooh, yes. I would like to have some sort of magical tasers but as balls like balls of taser energy that you can throw at people it doesn't kill them it just like stun darts yeah like stun darts okay because i don't like taser ball is just um, (laughs) it's not really from a marketing standpoint i'm just gonna say maybe not the best name but stun dart like stun dart that's actually like that that sings okay Thank okay. you. Magical stun darts, if possible. If not, I'll take regular ones, because I doubt we can kill a lot of Cabal members, but we just need them out of the count long enough to mess up their plans. Okay, give me a roll plus weird. That is a 10. You hey. have it, and plenty, if that matters. And yes, it does. It does in this instance, because you have enough to arm the members of the Daylight Society with some stun darts. Yeah. The stats for these are zero harm, close, stunning. Are these regular or magical? Your call, either way. Mechanically, it's not going to make a difference. I still say make a magical. Why not? Yeah. All right. So, Constance, you have unearthed a cache of stun darts. 
JR, you're stockpiling all of the sort of mundane weapons. Uh, I think the Daylight Society combined has, at this point, more guns than you would expect. <laughs> I mean, we are in Colorado, so... It's like 80% Jasper, right? <laughs> it's like Jasper and Stan have the vast majority. Uh, Pax has, again, more guns. They've got a sidearm. More yeah. guns than you... Uh, more sidearms than you would expect. <laughs> They've got a couple. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I think between on their person and like stowed in the SUV, they have four sidearms. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, you know, not everyone has a weapon uh, at the beginning, but I think by the end, pretty much everyone has some weapon. Okay. I have one more weaponry that I would like. What are you looking for? I essentially want to take like six inch daggers and I want to put them in one of those roll up makeup brush carriers where you unroll it and each makeup brush has a little slot that you put it in that's what i want but i want it to be a wristband and so you i just have like four to five daggers slotted into my wristband because i will be using those daggers as the method by which i mess up my mom's tattoo okay give me another armory roll oh big money big money otherwise i have to just take a couple of kitchen knives with me (laughs) Hey, amazing money, because that's a 12. All right, so uh, these are going to be the same stats as the throwing knives from uh, the Flake playbook, which are one harm close many. Many knives and stunning darts. We're like Tomb Raider up in here. (laughs) So Constance, you continue rummaging through your armory. JR, I think you have a quick aside with Lamont. And uh, mm-hmm. the two of you go over some like magic preparations, uh, and they confirm that they are preparing a passel of these sort of sigil scrolls, these like really tiny sort of wafer paper thin scrolls. Uh, so they will be as ready as possible. They're not going to be as uh, just given the nature of the way that they do magic, they are not going to be as yep. versatile as you are, but they yep. will be ready. Okay, um, I would like, in like full fucking gunslinger fashion, two revolvers so that I can then pew pew fire them with both hands. And let's try and enchant one of the guns. Let's see what happens. All right, give me a roll to use magic. Okay, and that is... I have two, so let's see what happens. It's a nine. On a seven to nine, it works, but there is a glitch. I will take one harm. Okay, so one of my guns is enchanted. I have a magic gun. Shoots rainbows. So I think you, you've noticed this happens with objects sometimes when you are employing magic on them, mm-hmm. and particularly when you're trying to get them to sort of bend to your will. It happened with the fake key, and it happens now. It just, it pulls a bit on your essence, if you will. And so mm-hmm. to give it this extra kick, it stings a little bit. It takes a little bite out of you. Ouch. But yes, now your, right. one of your pistols is enchanted. That means it gets plus one harm and plus magic. So it could shoot magic. Okay. I am also going to try to heal myself. Okay. Give me another roll to use magic. This is like the lightning round of preparation. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 You got it. Seven. On a seven to nine. <laughs> I think you know what happens. <laughs> oh Our God. favorite magic result. Uh, problematic side effect. Mm, my, Go wild. My favorite. Go wild. Candy uh, hand is back. <laughs> yeah, the cotton oh, candy no. hand makes a return. 
No. JR, you raise the key up and hold it up to some of your injuries, and they are illuminated for a moment as the wounds close. But they don't stop glowing. (laughs) They just continue to light up in the growing darkness that is the studio as night falls. You now cast a, a faint illumination from yourself. Love it. I love it. I love to be, you know, I I love to be people's light in the darkness. (laughs) We don't have to bring flashlights anymore. Nope. Just got to stick close to me. Uh, Okay, that is what I'm going to do. I healed myself a little bit. I have a magic gun. I have a non-magic gun. And I have a giant knife. And I think that evening, Jair's going to spend a long time kind of thinking about which suit she wants to wear. Uh, She is down to like three. At this point, because we have not had any downtime for her to go liberate any more menswear. (laughs) Wank, wonk. You know, this is a serious, a serious event that they're going to embark on. And as such, I think it is time to break out the most formal suit of all. It's, it's black. It's the all black three piece suit. I look like an undertaker, except I'm also glowing. So it's a little cartoony, but like, this is the suit that JR would wear to funerals if she ever stuck around long enough to go to anybody's. I think mm-hmm. as you're putting this on, I assume you're trying this on the night before with the intent yes. of like not sleeping in it, because that would right. be horrible. Yes. No, God, no. I think you're trying this on and there's like a soft wrap at the door and Pax sort of like pokes their head inside and gives you a look up and down and says, it's a, a bit dour, isn't it? I mean, I know it's sort of a, a cataclysmic clash with, you know, the forces of, of evil, but can't we have a little pizzazz? <laughs> Fine. And I get out the button-up shirt that goes underneath everything. It's got a pattern with, like, like little llamas on it, like really small. So, So if you just see it from a distance, you're like, oh, it's a fun pattern button-up shirt. But then you get closer and you're like, oh, they're little llamas. Oh, that's really cute. I pull out the llama shirt and I'm like, all right, this? They smile and say, that's much better. Okay. All right. Good. Good, good, good. As a certain thief once told me, it's important to have a little bit of fun even in the dark times. It is. And I am glow in the dark now, so- you are. This this is this is going to be funny. They clearly suppressing like a big smile and a laugh. <laughs> go go no, don't you laugh at me. This is very di- I this is very difficult for me to live with being glow in the dark. This is uh, need to do so much journaling. Hey Casper, you almost done in the bathroom? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had trouble knowing what side was the dark side, but at least now I know where the light is. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo. But Jer like winks <laughs> at Pax and then just keeps walking past. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Anybody else got any more jokes? Get them out now. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we, we have like uh, puns about you brightening up everyone's day for the rest <laughs> of the night. All right, come on. Yeah, let's, let's uh, you know, if you want to workshop them now, now's the time, every everyone, because tomorrow there is no fun <laughs> allowed. You know, JR brings up a good point, everyone. We're about to 
embark on what may be the most dangerous job we've ever done as the Daylight Society, and I couldn't be prouder than I am right now, and I put a hand on JR's glowing shoulder, to have the incredible JR brighten the path for us all here in the Daylight Society. All right, I'm done. I'm done for the night. Leon starts clapping. <laughs> Leon? And I, I go over and I oh, put a hand on Come on, JR, it was good. It was, okay, it's fine, it's fine. But uh, Leon, yes. I just- um JR. If, uh, if I don't make it back, I expect you to do a full a full Sunday spread on the person you knew as JR. Granted, I realize the Jackalope's like a free newspaper, but uh, let people know my not real name. JR. That's why you're not coming in with us. You got to stay on the outside. Somebody's got to live. JR, if you don't make it back, there's no way any of us are making it back. You are literally the most shifty individual that I know. And I know Jasper. <laughs> there's no I hope mean, for any of us if you don't make it out. That's true. JR, you put daylight in the Daylight Society. So Does it anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? You get it out of your system. I was trying to make it back from otherwhere and you were like a beacon in the night. <laughs> And I think we fade away on the studio in the evening, you all cracking jokes about uh, JR's nightlight skin and preparing for the task ahead. We open on the studio in the morning as everyone is just beginning to wake uh, mechanically. Constance and JR go ahead and heal another two harm, uh, one base Yay! plus one for Constance's infirmary. I and have one harm. Just as uh, you all are starting to rouse from your slumber, you hear a sharp knock at the door. I look through We're the not people. Here! <laughs> there are five men wearing like tan, sort of beige tan jumpsuits. And it looks like they oh, have no. like a little uh, like logo on it, uh, but you can't quite make out what it is. And one of them, the front one, is carrying a clipboard, and they are just sort of staring at the door impatiently. I turn around and I go, all right, folks, that's our alarm clock. Time to go out the fire escape. I think everyone just looks at you like, <laughs> why? There are a bunch of people in jumpsuits outside, which means they're here about the condemnation and i do not trust that they aren't going to try to do something weird to us because we know who's behind that right i'd rather not mess with them no we don't let them in because remember this place is magically sealed but what we do yeah. is we get out the back and also before we leave we're pushing a couple pieces of your furniture in front of the door yep all right chop chop let's go and everyone in the daylight society starts scrambling to gather their things i don't think anyone is quite prepared for this so early. Uh, and so everyone is getting ready, grabbing tools and supplies and weapons and packing up. And amidst this clamor, Constance and JR, you hear the sound. Well, no, sorry. This is Constance's burden to bear. JR, not yours. You're not doomed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. And amidst this clamor, Constance, outside, you can hear the sound of mechanical whirring and the hiss of hydraulics. And before you can settle on a course of action, there is a thunderous crash. 
as a wrecking ball swings through the back wall of your studio. Oh! They don't mess around. Constance is doomed. Constance is doomed. Constance is doomed. And I can do all the bad things that I want. I came in 